Right, so guys, welcome back to NFT Talks podcast. I'm here with another amazing guest, somebody who's a co-founder of a, a popular PFP project. Uh, the project is called Dead Fellas, and her name is Betty. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you for having me on. How are you? I'm good, man. I'm good. Um, it's been uh, an interest, interesting start to the year. I mean, how's things been for you so far? Um, like a crazy whirlwind. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we we tried to have some time off over Christmas and New Year, but we didn't get any time off because, um, yeah, things kind of went turbo. Um, I mean, we've been steadily growing for, for months um, in a really awesome way, but just, yeah, the start of the year was like, boom, just set off running. And then um, we've just been working really hard and I got COVID. So like yeah. working through COVID, it's just been crazy. <laughs> it yeah. feels like a really long year and it's like the start of February. <laughs> now, this, this, I mean, between NFT time, like NFT years, it's like, it's been 10 years, hasn't it? I mean, when, when did you guys actually launch uh, Deadfellas? Um, August. Yeah. So it was Friday August. the 13th in August, 2021. Yeah. Crazy. And the fact that, yeah. and that's a very, that's not a long time um considering no. the world but I can but it seems so like you said it seems like it's, you've been around for so long and you guys have done so much in that short time um it's just I just find it really bizarre I'm, I've never seen anything like this um in regards to whether you want to consider yourself as a project uh, a brand grow so quickly it's wild and it's like yeah like you say the growth is just unprecedented um across the industry it's yeah. It's like breakneck speed. <laughs> You've got to be very adaptive to adjust to that kind of yeah. um, speed. But yeah, it's really fun. All right, cool. So let's let's go uh, back. So um, in regards to before PFPs and just to understand a bit about you so the audience can hear a bit about your background and how you actually got to this point of producing uh, and obviously the dead fellas. Sure. Um, so before dead fellas, um, I have worked in creative production, community building, um, marketing for years and years. Um, it's basically what I've been doing in my adult life. Um, I have, or prior to Dead Fellas, had, because um, we don't have time for anymore, um, a creative production agency with my husband, Syke, who is the artist for Dead Fellas. Okay. Um, prior to that, he was leading um, international agencies as well. So we've just got this um kind of great combination of skills that just happen to be perfect for <laughs> running an <laughs> nft project which is great um but yeah prior to nfts like we were just kind of trying to get by because the pandemic uh had hit the creative industry very hard and mm -hmm. um you know i was doing a lot of um events for the community just all kinds of things everything we were doing kind of was affected by by the pandemic and prior to that we'd had some difficult times um as well with bushfires and illnesses and goodness knows what else so mm. nfts like when we were introduced to them early last year it was it just felt like this really i don't know hopeful like uh <laughs> When, when was it? When did, when did the penny drop for you, Betty? When did it? Because I, I feel like that this will happen to me. Like I, I, I had a conversation about it, and I did a bit of research, and then it was like that penny drop moment. Thinking, oh, okay, I understand this, and I see the potential. Okay, I need to get involved, and that's when I kind of dove in straight away. But how, how did uh, it work for you? Right away, right away, because it was 
so Syke was introduced to the space by some artists in a collective that he's been part of um, called Depth Core. They're a digital art collective that have been going for um, 20 years now. Mm-hmm. And um, so they had been creating together for all of those years. And, um, you know, he had very good relationships and and respected what they were saying. And a lot of them were like, you need to check this NFT stuff out. Like, you know, they were already selling their work. Mm-hmm and everything and it was just seeing it happen and and looking at what was happening and I think that because we value um you know internet culture and and meme culture and all of that stuff and the convergence with digital art and because very early on it was like a lot of those historical memes and things were being minted weren't they so and it just felt cool that you could put that into this I don't know it just, it just felt amazing to me right away. And I was like, this, there is something here. This is it. I actually said, this is it. And I, I, I reacted in a way that <laughs> freaked Psych out. He was like, calm down. <laughs> it was like, I felt like, you know, that, um, you know, that meme always sunny in Philadelphia and the yeah. guy, I think it's Charlie. He's like, he's got his hand on the board and he's like explaining a conspiracy. I feel like that person <laughs> since that moment <laughs> with no, NFTs, I- but yeah no I hear what you say when that that's it it does give you that when because the reason I, I feel that way I can resonate what you're saying because I feel that way because there's so much opportunity I feel like I mean my age I missed out on I remember the internet obviously that came along didn't really do nothing there had social media didn't really take as much advantage of that as I could have but this is like that that is it this is it like this is the moment I'm here, I'm here waiting for and this is the moment for everybody to kind of I look at it as a, as a reset button if you if you didn't do anything on the internet and you wanted to create a business now um you can do it now any anything yeah. anything's possible um, I really think that being valued for creative endeavors just for creativity's sake in many cases and you mm. know just for the sake of art is mm. and, and and human expression it's just like it's so great. It just feels like this um, answer to a lot of the things that is going wrong. Yeah. You know, it feels like in this space, people are actively building and um, I'm very enthusiastic um, about that. So yeah, it's really cool. I love it. Okay. So let's, let's go into obviously get into August. Um, you mentioned that you obviously you had a background in building communities uh, you was on always always present online, and that's what you've done. And then it was your husband; he was um, obviously an artist already. So you had you were well equipped, obviously, for creating a PFP project. Um, did you know this beforehand? Did you think, okay, look, we've got all these attributes; we'll be, we can just create something, and and we will do it right? Was that the approach? Um, it was a it was a funny thing. So I was watching all of this happen. Psych was immediately starting to mint his art. We couldn't even afford to like pay the fees for foundation to start off with. Um, And, you know, we couldn't even afford to like buy into the projects that we wanted to buy into. So it was hard to engage at first in that sense. Mm -hmm. For me, I kind of sat back as well um, and didn't actively engage as myself in the space for a little while because I was a bit intimidated by the demographic. It felt like, you know, really male dominated. And and I didn't, I felt like I didn't understand crypto enough. Like it felt like that, that link between um crypto and an nft tag like i i was just trying to form that myself as well mm-hmm. um but then as soon as i got that, that understanding and i felt like comfortable i just had to dive in because i was just kind of you know 
I felt like I was at the gate and the gate was closed and it was I was like ready to bust in um psych had been approached a few times to do some artwork on different projects and I was like we can do this you know like I can I definitely can lead a project I can definitely um do this and and his art is just so amazing and um we work together and obviously live together and raise children together and all so it's just really fun like we we put our heads together dead fellas came real quick to me um the name and the idea and the vision and what was gonna what it was gonna look like and represent from? And what what is where does it come from like where does oh God, that, so many like... things <laughs> so many things uh so we're horror fans anyway okay. and we had been reflecting on like how zombies um are a bit of a staple in in the whole uh, pop culture of of horror like those zombie tropes and how it's just kind of gone through um the the horror movie thing for a long time and people are just obsessed with it like it doesn't stop no one's gonna stop making zombie no- movies um but then that fascination with like things that are a bit spooky and a bit edgy I think that we all kind of have a little bit um mm. so working on that and then bringing in influences from things that we're passionate about so you know like 90s animation and all different genres of music and fashion and um different art styles just all kinds of things like we had the best time designing the collection while it was um while we were building it because it was you know listening to all our favorite music and like looking at all kinds of cool things it was just really fun um and I think that that's why a lot of people can see themselves in it because it's it just takes from so many different things. Yeah, facts, but I think you're putting out some very valid, important points, especially when it comes to the whole PFP projects. I feel like a lot of projects are created like uh, carbon copies of other projects, thinking they're going to do well, but you've just gone down the route of, look, this is what I enjoy. This is, we're going to enjoy doing this. And there, there clearly is a community out there that will like it because you are part of that community. So you create yeah. the people. So that's that just makes sense. I always say that to people like when the people say, What what should I do? I want to create a project, do something you enjoy, do something that you're going to connect with. Because if you connect with it, someone else will. And they will come, but you just got to get yourself out there. So that the fact that you've done that and the, the fact that you're saying that you're enjoying everything and I would talk about the roadmap and the things you've done uh, since then, um, it just it's, it's I can understand why you've done well. It just makes sense. Yeah, I think that authenticity, like you can build something that you think other people are going to like to see, but like, where's the passion? And Mm. things get really hard here. The work is really, really intense. And, you know, there's that saying, like, I quit my nine to five to work 24 seven. Like, that's that's like, it's, it's really hard work. And people, I don't think recognize that. So when, when the minting happens and everything, you know, then the real work starts and it's, it's so much. So if you're not passionate about it, where's it going to go really, you know? Yeah. Like it is actually a a long-term thing. So, and yeah, like you said, if, if you want to see it in the world, other people definitely do. And the internet is this amazing thing that, you know, we can find and connect with other people like that. So all right, yeah, I think it's a bit of a unifier. Let's talk about the project then. Okay, so Dead Feathers 10,000, went with the 10,000 um, yes. unique NFTs. Tell me about the, okay, you told me about regards to the concept and where, how, what was inspired from, but yeah, tell me about Dead Feathers. What have they got? What is it? What is Dead Feathers? What is the PRP project? What, what's the roadmap? Why will people join and want to collect these NFTs? 
Well, I, th I think that we play with the concepts of digital identity um, and representation, inclusivity and diversity in, in our collection. That's an important part of what I want to bring to the NFT space, mm -hmm. um, especially with gender. So I think that, you know, most people will look at dead fellas and browse, um, you know, through OpenSea and have a little bit of a scroll you're most likely going to find something that you connect with. And I think that that is a powerful thing. Like I want to have that emotional connection made between people and the artwork and um, facilitate that digital identity um, in the holders that we have. So mm -hmm. as far as the roadmap, like working on, on things that, that people can really experience the dead fellas world in an immersive way in the real world and in the metaverse, you know, we've got, all kinds of different metaverse um, builds happening and have already happened. We've got our Decentraland city and we've hosted um, exclusive gigs uh, for holders and all okay. kinds of stuff. So, so that's, de that's dead zone 13. That's right. Yeah. Is that, is yeah, it, correct. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so tell me, yeah, like that's what I'm really interested in. Like you've kind of gone, I was, there's, I know there's been a few events within the metaverses and whatnot, but what kind of events have you held? Is it like artists? Is it just like a meetup? Um, yeah, what is it just a gallery? Like what kind of events are you holding? No, lots of lots of different things. So we're lucky enough to have a really amazing dev team that are um, quite innovative and um, they like to play around with what's possible. So we can have these crazy ideas and they can just build it, which is cool. Um, mm -hmm. For Decentraland, we've had um, Steve Aoki play an exclusive set for Halloween for holders. Amazing. We have um, the devs created, kind of invented a POAP vending machine so people could go in game and click and get a POAP. And then when they had a POAP, then they were dropped um, wearables that we have. Like our 3D team are amazing and they've been creating some really amazing wearables for people. Um, so just all kinds of cool things like that. We've featured galleries. We've had um, merch launches. We had recently with um, with the hundreds and Adam Bomb Squad and Smileverse hey, and Brain Vomit. I, did, I didn't see that. that. Okay, so you you dropped some. Merch. <laughs> okay, I did. I didn't. I missed that completely. All right. And so you, when did yeah. when did that when did that happen? It was like a flash. It was crazy. <laughs> it was um. It was like. <laughs> Oh God, my brain is fuzzy because of COVID, but it was last yeah. week or the week before. I'm fairly sure at this point. Wow. And um, the response was wild. The website, their website broke and they were supposed to, it was supposed to be open for a few days. They had to close it early because the response was just wow. uh, huge. So that was exciting. It was really cool. I love working with the hundreds. Um, yeah, yeah, they're a great guys, friend and an amazing team. Yeah, they've, they've kind of adopted to the space and they've, they've, I think they've taken the, the right approach and, and they're very involved in the community and, and you can tell that they are invested and they know what they're talking about. So, and they're obviously collaborating with people, which is, I think that's the kind of, should be the entrance for brands to come into the space. They should be collaborating with projects that are built from the community. Yeah, definitely. That mutual value exchange yeah. is something that I think traditional brands don't really understand uh, mm -hmm. and have a hard time adjusting to, but they've done that. I mean, Bobby who leads them is like, an incredible person so i could say nothing but good things about them <laughs> all right so shouts out to bobby man um all right yeah. so this <laughs> this you've also done some okay so you've done something along the lines of um is it dead fella 20 so these tokens like a liquidity pool is that right 
yeah, so NFT20 is a liquidity pool um, yeah. that we set up pretty early on. Yeah, and it was just, it's like you can swap token for token um, for liquidity. It's, it, it's yeah, a cool, just a cool tool for people to use. Yeah, because I mean, that's, that's kind of mixing up the NFT space with the whole DeFi and basically, so I just want to understand that a little bit more because um, I really think that's, that's interesting because you've done that, like I said, did that quite early in your project, whereas a lot of projects will tend to say that they're going to do this further down the line. Um, so like, what, why did you take that route to do that now? Um, well, I mean, just, just, I mean, just it was more, it. yeah, so that in terms of um, providing a liquidity pool was just flexibility for the holders, um, mm. less about you know the money and tokens and that sort of thing i think that creating a token for a project and um you know tokenizing and, and an economy around that a financial economy around that is mm. a huge 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 undertaking and definitely not something that, that we would rush into immediately so that's down the line if ever like our focus is really community and um and culture like we are here to to further culture and to play as i said before with with digital identity and uh see how we can expand into all of these different worlds whether it be gaming or you know music movies that sort of thing um mm. so yeah but it, but the liquidity pool was really just a flexibility thing for the community um right. i think a few other people have done it yeah, I mean, I, I think it's, I think it's interesting. I think it makes. I think it. I mean, I'm not saying you're the only project that has done it, but I think like a lot of the projects tend to do it at a later stage. From my, unless obviously, unless you can tell me different. <laughs> so, no, no, okay. I don't know. I don't know. Honestly, <laughs> for us, it's just finding ways that we can uh, facilitate our community in ways yeah. that they can experience this NFT space um, more efficiently, and I guess have a have a, a as good an experience as they can. Okay. Um, so Speaking of community, you've had some um, celebrities uh, dabbling in, <laughs> into uh, obviously uh, the Dead Fella project. Um, one being the larger woods. Um, how, how was that? Yep, that was insane. <laughs> that was insane. <laughs> I was trying to be calm, like I don't know. I you know, in my DMs, and I get a message, and I like throw my phone across the <laughs> across the room, like very cool and calm in dms but very much freaking out in the real world <laughs> um i'm more used to it now but it's it's like i never it's it's a wild thing i never thought that i was like a fangirl person or a person mm. that was like you know like starstruck by celebrities or the idea of celebrity in itself but um people that i really admire in the world that are doing really cool things or that i have you know appreciated their creative output like someone like Elijah Woods like I watched the Lord of the Rings as a kid and was obsessed with it and like you know a lot of the other stuff that he's put out um I've really enjoyed um that Dirk Gently show was just great I just but to appreciate what he's doing and then for him to appreciate what we're doing is you know when that happens it's like crazy i can't explain it it's like pussy riot when yeah when pussy riot like followed me i was like oh my goodness you know it's like a feminist hero of the world you know just a legendary icon and and there i am like chatting like it's no big deal it's just a, 
Web three is crazy. It? it is. It is crazy. And I mean, the fact that I mean, you've got you've had some like really high profile people obviously invest into your project, but it does. I always say the NFT space brings different worlds together. It doesn't matter how in regards to status of what you've achieved to what uh, industry you're in. It's just everyone's on um, at this point. Is that I feel that someone's on ground level and everyone's at that. Okay, then cool. I'm open to speaking to anybody that can bring any value to me. Um, yeah. That's really interesting because that doesn't really that doesn't really happen in the real world. Um, no, that's so. it. It's that <laughs> dynamic shift. It's yeah. very very strange to experience. It's like, um, yeah, it can be it can be a bit like on grounding. Uh, I, I think at first to experience all of that because it's like what's actually happening you know it, it almost all seems unbelievable and to tell someone that's not in the industry or in the space yeah any of these things it's like it just sounds ridiculous <laughs> you know um yeah. but it's it's is, is real it's happening is there anyone else sorry though? is there anyone else that you've um kind of uh any any, any other celebrities that have kind of invested into it oh gosh loads of loads of people um my community will listen to this interview and be screaming out names and be like, why aren't you saying them? Because I forget there's a big list. Um, I remember when Keith Grossman from wow. um, Time Magazine came into our Discord onto voice chat. While Syke and I were on voice chat, just chatting to people. We spend a lot of time um, just connecting with, with our community. And he just hopped into voice chat. And it was like 11 p.m. my time. And I was so like, what's going on? And he was just there, you know, saying how he liked dead fellas and this that and the other and since then it's just i don't know it's it's gone wild like um odell beckham jr uses wow. the dead fellas profile picture and um all of his friends bought up um purple furs and they're like this purple fur crew it's just it's as you see the culture of dead fellas expanding across all different worlds and it's very exciting yeah and you talked yeah. about obviously you talked about the venture obviously that's you're going into the the entertainment industry then you you've obviously got people are buying it within the sports industry uh one thing that you've you focused on which you talked about within the project is obviously the music side of it yes so, uh, song of the dead uh the competition uh you had that was some, wild uh, yeah <laughs> you had some like quite obviously you had some big judges to kind of review that um how did that go and why did you want to do that was that because you're a fan of music and and you thought it'd be really, really interesting for the community to do it. Like, what was your what was your thoughts behind that? And then what was the outcome? Yeah, so music um, as creative expression is really important to me. Um, psych is inspired by music, but music is like a very big part of my life. I was raised by a musician and um, it's always been something that's really highly valued in my family. And um, so, and it served as a big inspiration for the collection. So we wanted, because we did have a visual art contest and we did want to honor people that had, you know, different um, creative outputs. So we did the Songs of the Dead competition and I thought we'd get like a couple of good entries, but I was just, I was just excited to hear what people would do. But then it was like all of these amazing songs. The judging took so long, so long. I thought it would be this really easy thing to do, but it, it was not <laughs> at all. Honestly, amazing songs, like songs that you could, you would expect to just here anywhere and oh just so great um you know they were even doing videos and it was wild so wild do you see yourself putting on a like a dead fellas concert then eventually since you've got so many um 
people that can yeah, create music. Absolutely, absolutely. We have uh, Defy Death is like our music um, slash branch, I guess you could say, of Dead yeah. Fellas, and that's something that we're exploring in the background at the moment. We can't really okay. um, <laughs> stay too much about that, but it's a big focus. Yeah. All right. So. We've, we've talked a lot about obviously what you've done in regards to bringing value for the community uh you've done lots of different things obviously your expertise falls in line with that in building a community so my question is going to ask you is like which is which is the big question in the NFT space is how do you build a community like how do you get started okay you've got a great idea you've got a great concept um but that how would you bring people together what what is I think you need to provide opportunity for emotional connection in the community around something that you're passionate about so it can't just be it's all about communication so it can't just be like look at this picture it's really cool um I really like it and other people are going to really like it like that might work but in terms of getting people connected to what you're building there has to be those emotional connections and those relationships formed and that's always around mutual interests. So like when we were first starting out, uh, we had the Discord and, you know, the Twitter, everything was just so new. And I was just in there every single day, just talking to people about like movies, all the inspiration that we had in the collection. We were just talking passionately about that as if, you know, I didn't care whether people were listening or not, but people were coming in and then they were giving their input too. And we were having these really funny conversations we designed like a discord survival game for people to um you know you just put in a command it's well known now but it wasn't back then you just put mm -hmm. in a command and um you either die like a, a hilarious zombie death that's like always very different or you survive and win an nft and okay. um it was just really fun people would come back constantly always in the discord for this game and to chat to the people that they'd um met and there's people from that time still like the OGs all in the discord. It's like their home mm -hmm. and it's just, a, it's like a family. It's just so great. Yeah, discord yeah. is obviously seems to be like, and discord and Twitter seems to be like obviously the, the place where the communities are built. Um, but it's, mm. I mean, I mean, you've said obviously you've got experience in it. Like somebody that hasn't got any experience at all. I can imagine it's, it's a lot of work that is needed. Um, Absolutely. Look, I didn't, <laughs> So before the NFT space, I didn't use Twitter. I okay. did not, I've ne never been on Discord. So the community building uh, skills were really, you know, me kind of just being who I am and trying, <laughs> trying to talk about what I love with people and everything else came second. Like, you know, I had to learn Discord on the fly. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> the mods that we had helped a lot helped a lot at the beginning with like teaching me I'd be like help I still do I'm, I actually don't like I love discord for the community but it's there's a lot of issues so I'm excited for us to um kind of move into new spaces as well mm. okay do you, you still think this is the okay but obviously you things have changed things grow um in the nft space now in regards to creating an nft project nft project now and pfp projects would say what's what you think is different is there anything different is it the same route you take is it the same strategy you use or is it a lot different now uh because even august it's i think it, it, pick, it picked up didn't it i mean i remember back like when the board eights came out there was a project maybe maybe two three projects a week 
And then it got probably when you, August, there was quite a few more projects. And by December, there was like, I don't, I don't know, like 50 to 100 a day or something like that. Probably, I'm, I'm just estimating, but it was ridiculous. So is it a saturated market? Can people still go down that route? Um, and if so, what do they do? I think that the cut through is bringing um, something very unique. Uh, but, and I think that through that, it's again, going back to what you're passionate about. It's it's so transparent when you see these projects come out that are just kind of carbon copies of the next one and the next one. Cause it's like, where is actually the value? You know, what does this contribute to, to the culture and to the space? If it's not from the heart of the creator in that, that unique space that only that person could bring. Um, I think that's the cut through. It's such a different space now to what it was when we launched, like yeah. the, um, you know, when we launched the gas wars were insane. Like that was the really big thing, you know, everyone would get wrecked and we were really concerned because there was a lot of new people to the space in the discord, like for this mint. So we did, I think one of the first pre-sales, um, but we did it differently to how it's done now with the allow list and stuff. It, we did like, it was just a Google doc and people wrote their, um, their, you know, wallet addresses and, and Twitter handles and sent ETH to a wallet. Like it was 0.025 um, and they could mint up to five, I think it was. And, hmm. and then we like hand went through, like <laughs> it was such a big job. We went through every one and airdropped them all. So we even paid for the gas. Like, wow. You know, um, we have, we yeah, have to respect was, that. You, you got to, guys, you got to realize that 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 was that to do that, that's major for a project to do that in itself. And the fact that you guys have done that because people are paying, like you said, people are paying thousands of dollars to, yeah. to, to get gas. And then, some point, I don't know if it happened to any, well, it probably didn't happen to your project, but I've seen it happen to, on other projects is where they would click for the transaction to go through, not get the NFT, and still get charged gas. So that did happen still, yeah. um, not not a huge amount, but it still yeah. happened. But we we refunded all of the people with the failed transactions, um, which obviously, again, not many projects do. It's not something that yeah. you should expect because it's not it's not the norm. Uh, yeah. It's just part of being in the NFT space. But we did it anyway because we were kind of um, really focused on onboarding people and accessibility and all of that stuff so um yeah that's how we went about it things are very different now like I don't like all of the engagement games that that come about um I feel like they create a divide where wealthy people can just kind of sit back and do whatever like they can mint and they can get you know they can afford the gas wars and they can afford yeah. the secondary but it's like people that can't reach that um are then like you know, put in this degrading position where they're forced to like grind for for a spot at a chance at minting. And um, I don't agree with that at all. But then it's like, we just need creative solutions to come come at this before we get um, this gas issue solved. So it's a funny spot right now, I think, the yeah. industry. Yeah, it is. It is. As a, I mean, maybe everybody is, is going to be obviously minting on other chains. Um I mean, is that yeah, something that you guys have th thought about you know, looking into, like different, looking into different chains potentially down further down the line, or is it just you sticking? It's no, I think Ethereum, um, one, Ethereum. Yeah, we're on Ethereum. Yeah. I think exploring uh, different chains and doing cross chain um, endeavors is definitely something that we're going to focus on this year because it's like 
why not? And I think there's opportunity to be had. And I don't think that it's um, healthy or productive to be a complete maxi in anything. Like it's good to be open-minded and to, um, you know, actively try and build in other, other spaces as well. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So also moving forward, obviously we talked about the metaverse. We can't forget to talk about immersive tech, which is the, the whole AR, VR side of things. I see that you're already implementing that to the project with the it was a it was a collaboration making hoverboards for the for you for the guys yeah it was yeah Jadu jetpacks um they we collaborated with them they're an amazing team i absolutely love them um and it was really fun so we've got these chibis uh first of all there's there's my pfp and sykes um have been created into these really cool cute little chibi avatars Mm-hmm. Um, and that's going to be extended across the whole 10k uh, for people to access in in AR and in their games and um, <laughs> just seeing seeing it in that context is so awesome mm-hmm. um, and I'm I'm really excited to explore that more I love it um, the application of, of um, what you can do with a PFP project really does extend much further than just a PFP on Twitter of course, of course. What what do you look forward to then? Um, in that on that side, even if it's, even if it isn't to do with your actual project, in regard in regards to AR and VR with NFTs, that kind of, um, yeah, collaborate that that using that kind of tech to uh, collaborate with NFTs. Um, within our project, I think that I'm most excited about um the react like reactive avatars and being able to, um use your digital identity regardless of where you are ever you know like just that interoperability like really working towards that um in terms of like the metaverse and ar in general um i want to see what it does to i guess social structures and and uh, that sort of thing i think that the decentralization that comes through um web3 and the spaces that can be born from it um you know aside from these centralized governments and and systems and structures that only serve a certain few I'm quite keen to see how that um combats a lot of the challenges that we've got and uh for example I think that decentralization kind of goes hand in hand with decolonization and I'm just excited to Mm -hmm. see um the impact of it and the scope of it I think we were only really it's like the tip of the iceberg we see yeah um yeah no, I agree. I totally agree with that. I totally agree. So um, moving on to like, working with big brands, I know we touched on that beforehand, but I know that, and obviously I didn't know you actually worked with the hundreds. That's quite recent. Um, but you've also been involved with obviously the Twitter advert. Congratulations to that. Yeah, yeah I see. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, I mean, that, I think that's really big. I mean, that's the first kind of advert that was made. I could say it's the first NFT advert I've ever seen before. I mean, that, that would, that itself is more than history. I, I haven't seen any PFP projects in adverts as an advert, apart from obviously Adidas, but still that was a bit different. So how did that all come about? Um, yeah, I just got, I got a message one day um, and it was a funny message to get because it was from Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> um, you did not think it was like a, like a notification, like, oh, you need to update your account. You didn't delete the I message. I thought so. Yeah, yeah, I did. I thought so. And then um, just started talking to them. And um, and this, yeah, this, I was brought into the project. And it's just really, it was just really fun and exciting. And because I knew that the, it was something that um, the community wanted and was waiting for. And um, 
you know, how that rolled out and how it continues to develop is exciting. I think it's a cool step to see a Web2 platform like lean into uh, validating Web3 like that and adopting some of the uh, some of the tech. And yeah, it's it's just it was a cool thing to be a part of. Um, I was very honored to be asked. So, yeah, it was fun. There were some big projects on there. I mean, I think obviously the, the top projects were involved in that advert. I mean, so it's, yeah, you, you're you rubbing shoulders with the best. <laughs> so, um, yeah. and I think I, what like it's probably going to sell that as an NFT in the future, aren't they? They are. It's That's like my catchphrase. <laughs> 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 I sound, I sound like, it's hard to challenge people when they're like brainwashed. Like, yeah, maybe yeah. I am, but you know what? I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like to be, I don't like to be completely, um, I think we've got to remain critical because that's how we build and that's how we yeah. make things better. But um, yeah, I am, I am very much in love with this space. All right. And so moving forward, let's talk about obviously other industries, because I think this year other industries are going to tap into, well, I think NFTs are going to tap into other industries and disrupt them. So I think you obviously, you, you guys are kind, kind of touched on the music. What did you do around that? Did you just, did you literally just create a song? Did you make that an NFT? Was there any, any experimentation around that? Did you play around it? Like in regards to how you can. We haven't, we haven't explored that yet. So we've had people play in the metaverse and that's, that's kind of where we've pushed that so far, yeah. but we have um, really big plans and, and things in motion um that will be very exciting in terms of music and nfts and different industries like a friend of ours um domino what he's doing with music nfts is just wild and so cool and converging different art forms into these like you know art pieces i guess and it's it's music that he creates with like dance that other people do or art that other people create okay i think that that's really awesome i'm excited to see what comes from from other people doing that and because it's it's just kind of it's gonna wreck the completely um exploitative side of all of these industries because the power is in the creative's hand yeah um and and the funds are going to the creative and um i think a lot of industries are going to see huge changes but it's just going to be to so much benefit of people um you know like uh ethical supply chains for like the fashion industry and um you know i guess housing and travel and just all kinds of things i see uh the application it's like you know when you you're like um you've been talking about something with a friend and all of a sudden you see it everywhere that's kind yeah. of what i feel with <laughs> nfts right now i'm like in the grocery <laughs> store like this could be an nft <laughs> <laughs> pretty much pretty much so what is there anything that you're really like really as a as a fan uh, as a if you're really excited about like it could be music it could be like you said you mentioned real estate um fashion you could be thinking i can't wait for things to come out in fashion and see what happens there um personally like what was anything that you're really interested in well i wish i could have bought my house with um <laughs> with crypto and uh <laughs> I wish like, you know, that I had an Ooh. NFT, but like ownership of my house, I think that would be cool. Um, I see that, you know, we are as like a group of humans, like we collect things and we love it. And we have these things that remind us of, of times in our life. Like, um, you know, I've got train tickets and train stubs from when I was 14 years old. Like, and I remember what I was doing on those trips and like how much fun I was having and 
you know, t- band tickets and all of that sort of stuff. Like it go, you know, the POAP side of things, as far as that, like that's special. You can collect moments in your life and, um, and those shared experiences and, and stuff like, yeah, it's now, I, I agree. I'm excited I, I, for a lot of it. I seen Charlie Cohen uh, tweet, um, POAP is a new selfie which is uh, quite funny. <laughs> it really is. It's like it a flex, like I was here. And I think we all want to make our mark and we all want to prove where we've been and, um, you know, impact and being seen and um, being heard. I think that this space and, and a lot of the stuff coming out of it presents opportunity for that for us all. So um, while connecting with other people and other humans, I think that from the outside, this space can seem a bit like vapid and, yeah. you know, just focused on money and, um, but it's really, it's really so powerful and and connected to human emotion and connection. Um, yeah. So I love that side of it. All right. So f- friends, you've got plenty of friends in the space. Is there any projects that you recommend? No financial advice that you think <laughs> <laughs> I put it out there. Like no financial advice. Just anything that you you collect and you think you you're really a fan of. Whether whether it's art, music, PFP project. Yeah. Is there anything out there that you you pick up yourself and like, like I really love this. God, it's so hard because I love so many people yeah, and so no, many. No one holds so no one shoot it down if you don't mention your name. Just just I'm gonna give you pick three. Just pick three people. Uh so <laughs> I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna... just gonna pick okay, I'm just gonna pick three that come to mind. So yeah. and this is it's semi-biased, but also not. Um okay. so a good friend <laughs> of mine is an incredible photographer. She is like her work is like fine art, it is absolutely gorgeous, it's like Renaissance portraiture created with a camera like it's wild her name is amy woodward um and i see her like i see her at like sotheby's and you know i think she's just gonna she's going places she's just amazing um she's also a mum friend she's got work out now sorry just to cut you yeah she's got loads of loads of work out she's got a collection on OpenSea called skin story and she's Mm -hmm. um she's been working with you know various groups and dows and she's been collected by lots of amazing people she's I just feel like she's she's really going somewhere and um yeah she's a friend of mine in the real world and um I told her about the nft space when dead fellas sold out uh we were at the park with our kids and I was like <laughs> you know you should really do this and she didn't even hesitate she just jumped right in and she's doing amazing um aside from that um Lorona I could not go past um Lorona is arguably one of the first um collectibles in the nft space with her boys collection um she's just an amazing artist and an amazing person and um yeah she's like there's i mean there's so much historical value is there because because she was so early and her work is just so great um (laughs) there's so many people i don't know just one more what for oaks building with rug radio is really important i think the decentralization of media yeah um is is very much you know the future and i think bringing a lot of people together um there's just so, <laughs> there's just so many i'm sorry to everyone that i haven't mentioned because i love <laughs> no so no many. listen I, I kind of for you i kind of i didn't make we didn't plan to mention this i just asked her on the spot so guys <laughs> like a moment blank there's so many people she needs to mention just just wanted three that's it and i'm sure there's plenty of other projects that you collect and you're and you're you're a fan of but yeah i just wanted to kind of touch on this just get an idea of the kind of things you're looking into and that you're and that you're excited about really so 
I really like things that I like the art. Um, that's that's a big thing. Like I, if I really like the art, then I'll you know look further and and get into it. But yeah. aside from that, I really like things that make statements and that mean something to the person. So like, um, I couldn't go past again. Like one of the artists that I collect personally and just I'm obsessed with is Cyber Yu Yu. Um, what he does is like he puts himself into like European classical art. Um, and but in a contemporary way and it just plays the idea of like gender and it's just so powerful and amazing and so I like those impactful I like to be I like to feel something when I look at art and so yeah we'd like you mentioned earlier on it's the connection isn't it you like to feel connected with the piece so it it makes sense and that's I think that should be the first way I think should be a way people are going to collect in the NFT space rather than go the money approach or just buy something you connect with so regardless of what happens you're still happy with what you've you've purchased that's it <laughs> always and I think that um in that it's like it it brings joy and and yeah you end up with like things that make you happy I don't know it might sound, it might sound weird but I just I just love it um valuing other creatives for their work that that makes me feel something is and being empowered to do that because other people mm. are supporting what we're doing it's like a real nice economy yeah i agree so the, 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 this is a question that might throw you off it throws off a lot of people um but i feel you'd be i feel i feel you'd be okay with it with it is um I normally ask is what do you see the nft space how do you see your your life with the nfts with everything involved with every industry nfts applied to the real world to the digital world the metaverse in the next say say 10 years so you wake up in the morning what does your life look like and what do you do <laughs> mate I couldn't have I couldn't have told you that this would be my life six months ago well, this is why you gotta get creative you gotta get real creative like what I mean not so much yeah. like um, regards to what you do with dead fellas but just something that's like nfts involved in your life like is it going to be that you put on these ar glasses and and you're you buying your groceries nft like them kind of things like just just talk through the morning so to be completely honest I don't know that mass adoption is going to move that fast I think that um interesting yeah I think that you know depending on who you ask web3 in the metaverse it's going to be different answer every time and I don't think that we fully understand the technology um to the extent of its applications just yet I think that it will explode in terms of opportunity um but in terms of getting that into day-to-day use like I I oh god I don't know couldn't I don't know. It's, I think about, I do think about this often, like where is this going to be? What's actually happening? Um, yeah. <laughs> what I do you I'm, think? How about I, mean, I turn it around on you? <laughs> I don't know what I mean. I mean, I think, <laughs> no, I think, I think it will be uh, in the next 10 years. The way things are growing in the, in the, less than a year. Um, so 10 years, yes. Five years, it, maybe not. Yeah. I, I, I think that, and not everybody, does it has to be mass adoption, but it, there may be just people that use web free more than others like they're not everyone uses i mean obviously mom now they do social media and whatnot but but like yeah I'd, I'd, i would buy uh glasses with ar and and if i can tap into things and go to a me- a meetings and buy my groceries and and go shopping in my living room and buy and go into a shop and purchase something it will get delivered of me that i get the digital asset and then they send me the physical asset at a later point at a later stage like yeah i feel, I feel like everything i think um, yeah 
no, I, I do agree with you there. And I think that it's just going to be different. Um, arguably, we're already in, yeah. we already work yeah. and live in the metaverse. Like we're always on our phones. We're yeah. always in this digital world. Like how you imagine, how you, you know, picture that digital world while you're in it um, is a unique thing to think about. Like, you know, I often try and reflect on like, what am I picturing while I'm like on Twitter or while I'm on Discord? It's a funny thing to be immersed in that. Like, how you imagine things when you're reading a book um so it's like how do we then see that applied to the tech that's going to come out I do I do see what you're saying and I think that you're right yeah yeah um it just be an, an advancement and an only slight one to what we're doing anyway you know like these smart watches and you know wearable tech, tech that we've got already yeah it's, it's, it's already here like I think it's just this is going to just push it over the edge um in regards yeah. to because the big brands are involved that's it. Yeah. That's that simply. That's the reason why I think these because when these like obviously you got the Facebook, whether they do it right or wrong, you've got these like Nike, you got Adidas, these major brands that have mass followings and credibility in the real world. The minute they start doing something, people are just going to do it just because it's them. And then eventually, that's why it's, I'm I'm a bit skeptical about how things are going to go because they're going to cut. They're still they're still going to lead the way in the in the real world. So yeah. it's important for people like yourself, people that have built communities, people that have built things within the NFT space with great intentions to be involved and helping to guide the way in the way. I think so going. too. Yeah. yeah. I think that we have to remain um, vigilant and to hold these brands that are entering the space to account to, um, you know, not dilute the, I guess the spirit of, of this space. And, and cause I think it, it could be, diluted like quite quickly if yep. if nobody bothered but you know the passion of people that are in this space is so big um that i think that you know there'll always be people um guiding and building alongside those brands and i do think it's integral to you know mass adoption as we say um because just because of who the brands are but then we're creating these new huge brands from this space that are like native to this industry as well so that's exciting that's going to be cool to see yeah and you're a part of that i mean regardless <laughs> whatever happens you're a part of like this history like uh yeah one of the the first within that 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 year where everything boomed so yeah congratulations and i'm excited to see what you guys are bringing uh, in the future i'm sure you're bringing so much you've already brought so much in so, so much so 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 much sort of time so in the this year and the, the ongoing years i can expect to see a lot um especially in the with the metaverse and the songs i feel that i'm inter really interested to see what you guys are going to do there thank you yeah i'm really excited as well like obviously i know what's happening <laughs> so <laughs> you're I can, your hands like yeah i, I know kind, yeah kind of smug on this side like yeah that's <laughs> um but yeah i'm really excited too uh honestly it's like i'm just every day more inspired and every day more doors opening and every day you know getting to work with just amazing people and mm. it's yeah it's like a dream mm. well bay it's a pleasure speaking to you today and thank you for taking the time out to come on to the podcast and just give share your knowledge and share your perspective of the nft space um where can people find you uh or find out about the project uh, you can go to Twitter. It's just uh, at Deadfellas. Um, you can follow me on Twitter. I'm um, Betty underscore NFT um, on Instagram. Uh, we're on Discord. Most all of our links uh, 
or on our website as well, which is just deadfellas.io. Cool, cool. So, yeah. Guys, I'll put the links below. Uh, make sure you go check out the project. But yeah, thanks again. Uh, thanks for everyone for listening. Everyone stay listening and stay blessed.